Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. This is episode 19 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, we're talking about the dreaded makeup lessons. Welcome back to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. And if it's your first time here, please make sure to subscribe and also to go back through the archives. There's, well, 18 episodes. We're on episode 19 now. So there's a lot still to listen to and it's all still totally relevant to you and your studio. Before I kick off with this very important topic today, I want to let you in on a little landmark day, as it were. Today is the day that my blog, Colourful Keys, which is at colourfulkeys.ie if you're not familiar with it, is actually five years old, which is amazing to me. I started that blog as a way to document what I was learning about piano teaching as I returned to it after a break and discovered all this amazing stuff and started getting into the creative side of things and games and creating my own resources and all of this stuff. That all started five years ago today and it's been an incredible journey so far and now obviously I have the podcast and YouTube videos and the membership site and all of this stuff but it all began with that blog at colourfulkeys.ie five years ago today. Now it's kind of appropriate that I'm speaking about such a important topic that seems like a little detail of running a studio but that as a newbie teacher, as someone coming back to teaching after a break, like I was back then, you might not realize the trap you're falling into here. So makeup lessons, it comes up again and again in piano teacher groups, in forums, and in emails I get from readers of the blog. First, let's just define what we mean by makeup lessons, because a lot of the time, these discussions that I see And even the conversations that teachers rather have had with parents in their studio, I can see a confusion that's happening. And that's that when we say makeup lessons, we as teachers generally are including several things in that category that people might not expect us to be. So we're talking here about no shows, as in a student just literally did not show up to their lesson. We're talking about missed lessons where they either are sick or at the last minute they cancel, or we're talking about when they request to reschedule. And this is the most common confusion I see, because if they request a reschedule in advance, is that a makeup lesson? No, not technically, but when we talk about makeup lessons, we're really including all of these contentious issues. 
So what's the problem with makeups? Why shouldn't we reschedule lessons, especially if we're given enough notice? And I'm going to say right off the bat that I think that you shouldn't, but why not? Well, if you're full, if your studio is full and your timetable in your studio is full of students, then the only way to reschedule a lesson is if you take up your personal time. So teachers are teaching on a Saturday morning, or if they already teach on a Saturday morning, they're starting earlier or they're staying later. It's digging into your personal time in your week. And I don't think that's fair. You can't rely on your schedule if this is your system. You can't set up anything. I mean, maybe if you had set an appointment, you wouldn't reschedule a lesson to that time, but you should have freedom to do whatever you want with the rest of your week when you're not scheduled to teach. And when you have makeup lessons that can build up and shuffle things around all the time, that gets to be quite off-putting in when you're setting your own schedule, when you're figuring out what to do with your time. Also, and I believe an even more important reason which, why I don't think you should do makeup lessons, even if neither of those things bother you, is that I think this is the wrong mindset for parents. I see so many problems happen down the track. And the story before that happened in the teacher's studio is that they gave them this allowance and that allowance and that all these special dispensations. And the thing is, when you do that, People expect it more and more and more. That's the way it works. You have to set up boundaries. Otherwise, you can't blame people for wanting things to continue in the same way or wanting basically you to be as flexible all the time. Don't make exceptions to these things because when you do, that's when the mindset of parents gets all muddled up and they think about lessons in a different way than we want them to. I'll talk about that mindset issue a little bit more later. But first, let's talk about why parents or teachers, everyone, might even expect makeups to be part of a music studio. Why? Why do they expect it? And what's often cited is the fact that dance studios or soccer clubs or any other kids' activity, it's not expected that things will be rescheduled if a student misses. If a teacher misses, that's a whole different story. And I absolutely think you should reschedule or refund lessons if you miss. But we're talking about students missing here. And if a student can't make it to their dance class, tough luck. They don't get the dance class that week. They don't get to go to a different one in most cases. And even if they do, that's a pre-existing one. So that's not a problem for the studio. So why would they expect it from music lessons, from private music lessons, when they don't expect it in other circumstances? And why do teachers expect to have to give these makeup lessons in our circumstances? Well, I believe it's because music lessons feel like an appointment, simply because in most cases they are one-on-one. So they feel like scheduling an appointment at a salon or in a doctor's. But here's the thing, if you scheduled an appointment at a salon or in a doctor's, you wouldn't expect that to be reserved for you week after week for an entire year. And that's what we're doing for students. We are setting aside 6.30 on a Monday for a whole year for the weeks that we're scheduled to teach for that year. That is such a different story. And even in some doctor's clinics and salons and hairdressers and wherever else, 
There actually is a 24-hour cancellation policy where you will be charged. Some of them take your credit card details and they do charge you if you cancel within a certain time period in advance of the appointment. So that frame of mind just does not make sense whatsoever when it comes to music lessons. But it does help to explain why this would even be a question when it comes to music lessons. What students are actually paying for when they join your studio is a weekly spot in your schedule. And they're paying for that specific weekly spot in your schedule. They are paying for 6.30 on a Monday, not half an hour out of your week. That is a massive difference. The other thing they are paying for is everything else you do. The professional development you put in. The time you spend lesson planning. The time you spend attending conferences. The recitals. Your prep time, renting the hall, all the other stuff you have to do to do with recitals. And anything else you offer in your studio. In my studio, that includes four group lessons a year, two recitals. And of course, all that other stuff, the lesson planning, the books, everything else that you do. That's what being part of your studio means. It's more like a membership than it is half an hour out of your week. That's not what they're paying for. So it starts with you. And if anything I just said makes you go, but is it really? Then that's where the problem is. And that's where I usually see the problem being. And I wrote about this in a post on the site called the Makeup Lesson Mindset. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Those will be at vibramusicteaching.com slash 19. This is vital that you get your makeup lesson mindset correct or <laughs> aligned with your policies rather. I'm not saying my way is the only correct way, although I do believe it's the best way for students and for teachers. If you can think of your studio as being something people opt into in its entirety, with a weekly spot in your schedule, plus all the other things that you do. And actually, it might be useful if you make a list for yourself of all the other things that are included, because you might be surprised about all the other stuff you do, the admin time you spend, but also the little extras that you organize for students. Pizza parties to celebrate achievements, or whatever else comes up during the year. That is part of being in your studio, being part of your studio community. So if you can fix your mindset first and truly believe that there is no reason why parents should be entitled to a makeup for a lesson if they have to miss it, if you believe that they are committing as much as you are to that weekly spot and that they are reserving it out of your week rather than reserving half an hour or 45 minutes out of your week, then I believe your job will be so much easier going forward. So if you've convinced yourself that makeup lessons shouldn't be on the table, you need to set up some policies for yourself and establish how you're going to do things going forward. So the first thing is whether you're going to have any alternatives for students who miss a lesson or whether that's just forfeited for the week. I recommend offering a couple of alternatives. In my studio, I offer video lessons. So that is where a student can send me a video in advance of the lesson. And I will review it during the lesson and also provide feedback, either in notes or with a video myself or both. But I'm doing that during their lesson time that they had scheduled anyway. So it helps to reinforce that they are reserving that time in my week. I can't do anything else with it anyway. 
and it gives them feedback on anything they need feedback on during the week. Another great alternative is Skype lessons. This is obviously only if your student is actually free during their lesson time, but it does come up more than you would think, because sometimes a student is contagious, but not feeling ill. And that can kind of sting for a parent because they know their child feels fine and could actually do with some entertainment and something interesting happening in their day if they're home from school. But they can't come to your studio and you don't want them at your studio if they have chicken pox or something. So getting them on Skype is a great way to deal with that. It also works well if, for example, a parent is just going to be away that day, the parent who drives, and they can't make it to the studio, but someone is looking after them at home. There's no problem with setting up Skype and beside their home instrument. Or if a parent's car breaks down, that can be another great reason why Skype lessons could work. Or, of course, in terms of inclement weather. So this week in Ireland, we this year rather in Ireland, we had a snow week, a proper snow week with real snow that you really couldn't make it through. Now, a few students did walk to their lesson, but you could, certainly couldn't drive. And we don't have the infrastructure in this country to get people to piano lessons when we've that much snow. So Skype lessons were a great alternative to that. And it meant that no one missed their lesson that week either. Those are the two lesson alternatives, missed lesson alternatives that I strongly recommend and that I do in my studio. There is a third thing that I offer in my studio, but I don't recommend this for all of you. I tell my piano parents to get in touch with me as far in advance as they can if they're going to miss a lesson and that if I have another student's cancellation, I will offer that to them. Now, I don't recommend this for everyone because if you are in any way going to be tempted to take time out of the rest of your week to schedule them for a time that doesn't actually suit you or in any way compromise on the no makeup lesson policy if parents get in touch with you or if it's going to cause you any guilt to say no, then I don't recommend you do this. It doesn't bother me and I'm very good these days about saying no to these kinds of requests when I have to. So, but I would prefer to teach these students than not to teach them. I like seeing all my students and I like teaching them week to week and seeing their progress. So if they get in touch with me with as much notice as they can, depending on the circumstances, that might be months or it might be a week. But if I have then another student cancel that week, I will get in touch with the first parent and say, listen, you can have this other time or you can swap with each other, that kind of thing. Now, I will say most of the time I cannot offer it and I say that to them up front. But the option is there that if there's any chance that I can reschedule it for them, I will. I'll do my best. But I can't guarantee it. And I say that in my policies and I say that to parents as I'm letting them know about these policies. So those are the three recommended lesson alternatives. That third one with a strong caveat. Video lessons where students send you a video in advance. Skype lessons, online lessons, FaceTime, whatever you want to use if your student is free at the scheduled lesson time but can't make it to the studio for whatever reason. And then cancellations or swap lists that you either offer to parents or students yourself or you have them organise between each other. But only if you have a strong stomach and you're going to be able to say no when it's necessary. Now, the makeup lesson alternatives that I see around that I don't recommend are, top of the list for me, group lessons. 
Now, this may surprise you because I am absolutely not anti-group lessons. I love doing group workshops. I love recommending them to teachers because it's a great opportunity to get students together, build the community, get them to improvise and play ensemble pieces and play theory games, of course, from the Vibrant Music Teaching site or wherever else you get your games. But what I don't recommend is this idea of treating the group lesson as a makeup. And I feel like this is really just, I'm sorry to say it, but a bit of a cop out on the part of teachers who are moving away from offering makeup lessons for any and all circumstances to trying to move to no makeups. And they're just, they're feeling like it's going to be a really hard transition. And so they offer this as a way to kind of couch it. And I don't think that makes any sense. Because they also tend to say that everyone, anyone and everyone in their studio can attend these group lessons. Okay, so then what those group lessons are is just a bonus as a part of being part of your studio. Same as mine. Don't tell them that those are acting as makeup lessons because that encourages parents to think, I am entitled to a makeup lesson, but my teacher can't offer it. So I'm getting this as a way to make up for that. That's not what's happening. They are not entitled to a makeup lesson. You do not have to offer one. And group lessons are just an awesome bonus of being in your studio and part of the whole package. So I really don't encourage you to frame group lessons, group workshops in that way. As painful as it might feel to move to no makeup lessons, it really isn't going to be that bad. And if you can, as I said before, Fix your own mindset so that you really believe that you do not have to offer makeup lessons, that no one is entitled to them, and it's not quote-unquote fair to offer them, then I believe you can get over that hurdle. The other thing would be some teachers will set aside a specific day, like at the end of the month or something, to offer makeup lessons. Obviously, I don't recommend that either because that's still time that you're working for free when you already set aside the previous time for that student. You didn't get to do anything else with that time, did you? Did you get to put another student in that spot? No, because that was scheduled in your schedule and now you've scheduled them an extra makeup lesson. It is the same thing whether you put them all on one day or not. And then I'll just say that pretty much any other makeup lesson alternatives, I'd love it if you came back to me with one actually that you say, but what about this one? But I can't think of another option that is actually a viable alternative other than some form of video lessons or sending notes during the lesson time or online lessons. I don't think there's any other alternative that really is genuinely the same commitment to that weekly lesson time that you have with those other two. Let me know though if you think of one and you think I'm wrong. So selling this to your parents. Well, This won't work, I will say, if they are paying for each lesson at the lesson. So if you haven't moved to something like monthly billing or semester or term-based tuition, this is not going to work. If they're just arriving and giving you 30 quid at each week's lesson, convincing them to pay you double when they didn't attend just isn't going to make any sense to them. Even though if they paid you 120 at the start of the month, it might make sense to them. But it's not going to work if they pay at the lesson for each lesson. So first things first, change that policy while you're doing this or before it. And henceforward, act like this is just the way it's done. Okay? 
This is the way you do things. This is how it's done. This is what's fair. And if you truly believe that, you'll be fine. And of course, bear in mind the almost oversaid phrase, but it is very important. No is a complete sentence. If people are pestering you for makeup lessons and you've already explained your policies, why they're in place and what they're receiving for their tuition in a calm and friendly manner, then you just say no. Not, sorry, I can't offer that, but just no. Not happening. They can't have a makeup lesson. That is not the way your studio works. And you need to have confidence in your own policies and the value that you offer in your studio, because I'm sure it's awesome. You're listening to this podcast right now. That is part of what you're offering. You're learning more every day, becoming a better teacher, lesson planning, doing all the admin and providing that weekly lesson. So you are worth it. And I hope you have the confidence now to go forward, fix your makeup lesson policies if it needs fixing or just double down on it if it was already okay, but you'd been backing off it a little bit. Go forward and be confident that you are doing the right thing, that this is what's fair for everyone. And that if you do lose students over this, they are not the right students for your studio. Plain and simple. Okay, guys, I hope this has been useful. I'll catch you next week on another episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. Until then, happy teaching and bye for now. If you're a Vibrant Music Teaching member, you can now find the recital program and poster templates in the library and make your next recital that much easier to prepare for. Just hop into the library and you'll see them right at the top. And if you're not a member, then go to vmt.ninja to sign up today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.